Certified, qualified Westside host, Steve Lucky Luciano. You know we're coming at you today, me, Chumahan, and Blue Eyes, from the Lemonade We Working opening. On location. On location. On location. Just got done doing a tour of the museum. Right. And the dispensary. What'd you see in there, Chumahan? I mean, everything from hot chicks and fat daddy nugs to a grow room to vapes, pens, you name it. We saw the fucking... Death Row execution chair. We yep. saw fucking shoes with fucking Tupac's face on it. Run DMC's shell toe Adidas. Yeah, we saw just about everything. We saw, you know, Blue Eyes' his eyes almost bug out when he saw a couple of chicks that walked in with Asian descent, but we won't go into that. What hey, else? We, I don't know. We came out what to the parking lot. I saw all sorts of good edibles, good weed, and great museum with a lot of great swag from back in the day. Mixtapes. But there was cool a shit. smell that came in over the weed smell. No, that's my sm- cologne. That's my no. cologne. Well, then your, your cologne must be good tacos. Yes, there was aroma coming, an aroma <laughs> coming. Now we've stepped out, and we come into our pleasant surprise... L.A. Original Taco Trucks here. Right. The L.A. Original Taco Truck. I think the founder of Stevan Oreo is somewhere around here. He's in the back with like, it looked like a hot chicken. A little. All right, brother. So listen, I've got, we got Spider, we've got Manny Jimenez, we got Jimmy, we got a Stevan. Us, we're going to review some of these tacos. Hey, uh, tell us, man, how long has the taco truck been going? Been going a few, uh, about a, you know, a month or two. You a know. month or two, because I'm seeing you guys popping up in, like, Hollywood, Echo Park. Like, yeah, yeah. You guys have, like, some... Is there a place, a regular schedule, of where they go to get Esteban Oreo tacos? Uh, well, uh, Thursdays we meet at Echo Park, but after the whole, you know... Um, the protesting and everything, we right. had to like change the schedule somewhere else. So for right now, our, our schedule is like up in Hollywood, uh, Whittier Boulevard, um, and right now, uh, pretty much. Oh, on Fridays we do Crenshaw Crenshaw Fridays on oh, Crenshaw Boulevard. Crenshaw Fridays, yeah, you guys. Hitting it hard. I, mean, yep, I, see yep. guys, I see you guys hitting the lowrider scene hard. And we have to, brother. We I have to. Yeah, you know, that's that's the culture out here. So you know, we got to so, keep it alive. Can you describe? How the truck looks. What is the look of this truck? Hey, it represents LA, Los Angeles, you know, and Esteban Oreo, you know, everything that he's done for LA and, you know, his pictures and everything. It's just, you know, an icon. So yeah. when you drive up and your taco truck says LA Original, how many people recognize what that means? Hey, you know, the only, the real ones and the ones that don't know will know, you know, that OG is just how we, how it is out here, you know? It's and, established out here. And do you have to control Esteban Oreo a little bit from eating too many tacos on the house? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, is we, it cool? Yeah, I mean, we try to keep it, you know, balanced, you know. We try to show love and get love yeah. back, you know. So, you know, we try to keep it And balanced. who designed the writing on uh, the, the homie Grimm's. Hey, Grimm's. let's interrupt this second. Oh, uh, the homie Grimm's. Grimm's? Yeah, we Grimm's. Play. We got Esteban Oreo here right the now. Star Trek. Yeah. Mr. L.A. Original himself. We're talking That's about your tacos. We're talking about the schedule. What's your name, sir? Fernando. Fernando was giving us a rundown of where you guys are at, where you're hitting with the truck, where people can find it. We want to review some tacos. 
and we kind of want you to take the lead and tell us what we need to try, but we're going to need about six, seven, eight tacos that we can all try. Yeah. We want to review them right here. You got any uh, suggestions for us? Or Well, me, I got to do the vegan one, so... Uh, you got a got, vegan one? We got Yeah, right here. Beyond. Okay, how many how many vegan guys we got? But I would try them all, you know, get, get a couple of each one. That's the challenge, actually. So let me let me just kind of describe uh, Esteban's taco truck here. It's got uh, L.A. Big and Blue. Uh, it's like a kind of like a, a Dodger Blue with an old English style. And then it's a black and white. And I'm assuming, because uh, it looks like I recognize it, that's one of your photos, Esteban? It's a bunch of them. It's got a bunch a, of photos. The cover of my book, which is a skyline of downtown L.A. Uh-huh. And it has uh, one of the uh, 64 convertible hopping off uh, Crenshaw in the 90s. And then uh, on the side, it has the L.A. Fingers and a few more photos. So can you give us kind of like a rundown on, on, the, on this project, how it got going? Who can, like, was it your idea, a combination of ideas? How did it start? Um, well, my, one of my friends, Paige, uh, I've been friends with him for about 25 years. Uh, him and his partner came across this truck, uh, Regal, and uh, it was Regal and Paige initially got the truck. They're from uh, Westside Car Club uh, in the low riding scene. And then uh, they asked me to come on board, and I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So um, we put some, uh, you know, my photography on it. We had our graphics guy laid out, and originally it was going to be uh, a Mexican food truck, but I told him that I, I couldn't be comfortable promoting it unless there was some vegan options in there. Because right. I've been a vegan over a year. Right. So... You know, that's, that's what they did. They, they said, let's do that. And so let me ask you a question. As the menu gets developed, is because I don't know how it works. Is there like a time where everyone sits down and starts eating a bunch of tacos and discussing which ones are going to make the cut? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for, for my two partners, they'd never eaten vegan food. I don't right. think ever. So <laughs> I had to take them around to a couple places and show them, you know, that because... A lot of people that haven't ever eaten vegan food, they think it's like the stereotypical vegan food that we we heard of in the 70s, and you know, back when there wasn't all these options and there wasn't chefs trying to emulate other kinds of food. It was right. more they, like raw, right? You know, they were vegetables. like a, it was like it was pretty much whatever you pulled out of the ground. You're, they're going to just put on a plate and eat. Right. They were just imagining like a tortilla wrapped around a white block of tofu. Yeah, a white block of tofu and maybe some uh, raw lettuce that just got picked out of the ground. Right. Wow, somebody just ate one of your tacos and the crowd's going wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I think they just cut the ribbon. Yeah. On the taco. Anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, so um, okay, so then, so so you come up with the menu and you tell them like, look, I'm vegan, so I can't promote it unless we got a vegan option. Yeah. So we went around to a bunch of places. I showed them, you know, that 
that vegan tacos could fuck with any tacos, you know, if you if you go to get the right one. So uh, they they saw, you know, what I was what I was showing them. They're like, man, this is this is perfect. Let's do it. And then when we started going out and people started buying the vegan tacos, you know, on their own. Yeah. At, at events where people don't normally think that, like we went, the first thing we went to is a, a low riding function. Right. On 15th and Alameda, and it was packed, and a lot of people were ordering the vegan tacos there. So, and that's maybe like an event where you might not expect people to have an awareness for the vegan food. That's, that's the last place you'd expect. <laughs> but it went good, you know. It went off, and the, my partners were like, "Damn, man, that shit went good." And then, little by little, we've been finding out places where yeah. we could yeah. pull up, like this type of thing, where it's an event. So you you're not out there like. Uh, you know, just on Hollywood Boulevard, struggling, trying to hope somebody walks by and wants to eat a taco right then and there. So, oh, okay, because, like, some people have the idea that, like, oh, I'm going to have a food truck, and then all I have to do is drive around. Yeah, that's wrong. So what do you got to do? You got to find places that there's going to be a, you know, a group of people gathered. Like, do you think you have, like, a special type of menu, like, like speciality type of tacos? Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. you want to promote those, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, People don't know about those. Well, what about yeah. that, tasting that? The tasting For sure, the, the vegan tacos are are uh, a specialty, yeah, but they sell also, out regularly. also oh, the yeah. sirloin and the ground beef. Because uh, back in the day when, when, when I was growing up, ground beef was popular. Sure. Like, there was a yeah. lot of ground beef tacos and burritos and stuff. But oh, that's right. as, as it went on, it just became like... More like carne asada, tripas, uh, sesos, you know, brains, yeah, tongue, you know, all that type of stuff. That was Steven and, Spielberg saying hi to you, like and, fellow director. I told myself what's up. Yeah. And then, um, you know, kind of like uh, edge ground ground meat out. Right. Let me ask but you. We're, we're trying to bring it back. And then instead of having just regular carne asada, we have sirloin steak. So we're having a little bit, you know, something different to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's upscale, been doing upscale. the same carne asada, you right. know, pastor and carnitas, tacos. Wait, what's like this? Sure. What's your special secret in regards to tacos? Like, what makes the taco a real good taco? Um, well, of course the meat, but the tortilla is really important too. Sorry. That's all right. Um, what, what goes into considerations for a tortilla? The flavor, you know, the the, the normal ones you buy at the store, like they're kind of white looking. Those have no flavor. I'm, I'm talking about the corn tortillas, like the bleached out corn ones. Yeah, they have like almost next to no flavor. The ones we have in here are, are more more towards the yellow side, and uh, there's a lot more flavor in them. More authentic. Right. Yeah, and then also, you know, whatever you put on it. So like, um, we have a, a guacamole sauce, onions and cilantro, and then salsa. But on the vegan ones, we the guacamole sauce has sour cream in it. So for the vegan ones, you just get sliced avocado, cilantro, and onions, and salsa. And you've been all around the world, yes. obviously, from wherever, London, Japan, you name it. You've been there, Afghanistan. Uh, for you, where was the best taco that you ever ate? Where was that? I would say uh, 
like traditional tacos? Just, in your own humble opinion, like when you really think back, you go, you know what? That was a good taco. I went on the Baja 500 and 1000 yeah. with my friend Hammond, and uh, we ate down there. It was pretty, uh, pretty off the hook tacos. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about birria? Are you a big fan of birria or goat yeah. in taco? Yeah, I've eaten a lot of birria, and then uh, my friend Bobby in San Diego took me to a place in, uh, well, San Diego that was off the chain. Like, they've been cooking it for, you know, hours and hours. But they have a, a pretty good vegan uh, birria taco on Saturdays at uh, Tierra Madre in downtown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. Have you tried that? I have, actually. Mama. Yeah, it is. It's excellent. Yeah, they, they did a good job. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been stuck in a situation, like a polite society situation, where you were given a complete bullshit taco, but you had to eat it? Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> and will you ever mess with, like, a crunchy shell taco? Or you oh, like, I love those. Do you love those? Yeah. Hard shell tacos, for me, are the best. Like, unless you go down to, to Mexico and they, they do the... The guacamole on the, on top of it, and you know, with those bomb flavor tortillas. Yeah. I I pick a hard shell over the soft shell any day. That's interesting. It's because I mean, to a certain extent, some people think like, oh, that's not authentic enough, but it's got a good mouth feel, that crunch. Yeah. Right. I love that oh, texture yeah. when you mix it with the thing. Um, and then, so. Let me ask you a different question. Can anybody just run a food truck? Yeah, you might you might run it uh, into a successful business. You might run it into a taco. Uh, you might run it into a telephone pole, <laughs> or you might run it into the ground. And what will make the difference between somebody who runs their taco truck into the ground and somebody turns it into a successful business? Just you know, uh, being smart. You know, any dummy think they can run a taco truck and they'll go out, they'll get out there and they'll see. You know, like uh, it's not so easy. You know, but uh, what's the hardest part about it? Finding people to come up and buy tacos. Like, imagine that shit. You know, like every business that I've ever done, the hardest part is. When you do a business, you're selling something. Right. So you have to see what, you know, what people would, would... You have to see what you have to offer. Oh. Oh, Blue Eyes' arm is just getting tired. That's... <laughs> he was like this. I know. Yeah, I think you, got, you talked oh, enough about that. Breath, breath uh, just for Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, uh, oh, Blue Eyes has the microphone down by his dick, his chile. <laughs> Um, and he's pointing it directly at one of the most infamous people in Los Angeles. Now he's aiming it in my direction. All right, complain with yourself, man. Do you have a, a license for that? <laughs> Look at all blue eyes. For your boomstick or hey guys, The real one don't work like that. All right. What do we got? Oh, here's the the original tacos. The tacos just came out, true to form. So right now, uh, I'm going to go first. I'm about to jump into one of these shrimp tacos, all right? Yeah. Man, he's been talking about right. it for 48 hours. Now let's go. Here Eat we that go. Taco. I'm going to try the, uh, here we go, guys. Amazing. Oh, man. Oh, oh shit. Oh, damn it. 
Damn it, man. Big Damn Mac, it, Big man. Big Mac's just got weak in the knees. You guys? It's like he's making love to the taco. You guys, it's fantastic, bro. Uh, it's fantastic. The tortillas, the shrimp, the salsa. I could have swore he busted right now. No, no, mm. a little guacamole sauce came out in his pants. <laughs> all right, guys. Who's next? Who's next up? All right, all right, I'll go next. All right, spiders up next. Spider, check out one of the carnitas. I happen to be one of the one of the the best taco tasting men out right now. Because I'm a, I'm a carnivorous guy. So I got the carne asada. You got the carne asada. With the walk. Now, notice he put the walk. He put the walk in there. On and that salsa and green salsa mm -hmm. on this fucking amazing looking taco, okay? It's carne asada from the LA Originals taco truck, all right? Yeah. All right, here, here goes, guys. Here we go. Here goes, guys. All right, here goes. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, shit. Boy, hold it, hold it, hold it, dog. You'll be all right? Dude, dude. I've never seen spiders eyes King taco, fucking taco. Yeah. No more, no more king taco. I found my tacos right here. Yeah. LA original tacos, that's it, baby. Right LA original tacos. Hold up, on the real, cause like, I'm not fucking around. A lot of times you get like a chicken taco or steak or whatever it is, and the meat, is like uh, not, it's not flavorful because I, I think that they think that the sauce is gonna compensate or something. I think that sure. is it. Or it sometimes it's dry. The meat's dry. This one yeah. looks like it's a little stewed. Like there's a it little bit stewed. of juice. It is stewed. Yeah, it's a little wet. Like the meat's a little wet, but not wet enough to like fuck up the the uh, tortilla. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, it's got the perfect combo. It's not, so a lot of times my complaint about chicken or whatever is it's not salty enough, you know what I mean? Right, it's like too chicken bland. is, you know, by itself, it tends to be a flavorless, flavorless protein. Right, right, but this is like, you could take the meat out and just eat the meat. That means that they stewed it before they, you know, grilled it or whatever they did. They stewed it, marinated it, put some, like, spices on it, but I gotta say, man... I think Esteban's right. The the, the tortilla for me. Yeah. Yeah, the tortilla is prime. That was a. I don't know where they get their tortillas. But that was, and it was a double tortilla. Right. It's a double tortilla. But it and wasn't it's, dry. And it's not. Um. So a lot of times people use that really thick tortilla, that like homemade, handmade. When it's like not a, that. Yeah. It's not that. It is a pressed tortilla. But it's um, but it's got the right mouth feel. Yeah, it's not dried out. It's right, not, it's not dry, and there wasn't any kind of like. There is texture to it. Yeah, there was, and it held together like the tortilla integrity well, didn't fall apart right. the minute you took a bite. Right. I was kind of worried because you know some yeah, of our friends are putting a lot of sauce on it because it's our our, our our friend of the show and we want it to turn out good. And I was like, man, you know, I don't want to have to try to like act it up. Hey, real talk though, that's why I didn't go first. Right. Because I have a really hard time faking the funk. Faking the funk. That's super hard time. And so. Um, yeah, that's why I didn't want to go first and be like, ah, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Oh, this is great, man. <laughs> but that legitimately was a fan fucking taco. Great taco. I didn't even put any sauce Perfect. 
And the salsa was real good too. That did you try the green salsa yet? Uh, no, I didn't try any extra stuff on it. It just came. Oh it has that, that like guacamole sauce. Mm -hmm. That green salsa was super fresh. It was real good and kind of tangy. And for me, just enough heat. I love green sauce. Like I'm a green sauce fool. I like dark sauce. I like green sauce. I mean, sauce. I like it all too. Yeah. Hey. I like it thick. I like it chunky. I like it smooth. I like it thin. I like it tight. You know. I definitely like it tight. I like it. I like fat, fat, fatty backs, white backs, white backs. I like, you know, I like it. You know, oh, are we like, still talking about the tacos? Yeah, yeah we're talking about salsa. Yeah, we're talking about the salsa. Oh, we're talking about making salsa? I like a little bit of char on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get a little smoke flavor yeah, in there. Yeah, a little dark oh, around the edges. Yeah, I don't mind if it bites me back a little bit, you know? You ever had a pink salsa? Oh, I've had a pink salsa. I had a yellow salsa. I had a light brown salsa. I had a very dark salsa. <laughs> you ever had an Asian salsa? I told you what kind of salsa. I just yeah, ran through all okay, my salsa. Okay, okay. That's, that's why he said yellow salsa. We're <laughs> talking about salsa. <laughs> we love salsa. We're talking about making salsa. salsa. What kind of salsa do you like? Brown salsa. Uh, brown salsa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> all day, every day, all day, every day. All day, every day. Okay. But let's just do it like real. Okay. So wait a minute. So you said lemonade is what? Steve who? Steve LaBelle. All right, He's tell our listeners, with, yeah. Steve LaBelle is partners with Burner and Cookies, Lemonade. And uh, he's a he's a hip hop industry guy, been in the rap game forever. He partnered up. He has a company called We Working, and he partnered up with Lemonade. And they have a dispensary, a studio, a grow operation, all under one roof. Who who was Steve Labelle known to be working with? Like just so our listeners can. Easy E, Mob Deep, Biggie Smalls, Snoop, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony, too, huh? Damn. All right, that's cool. Yeah, real 90s shit, you know? All right, so let me just try to see if I can paint a picture for everybody right now. Please, Truman. All right, we're in a parking lot of a giant black building with the Lemonade logo, which is shaped like, like a lemon. It's yellow and black. It's also got weed working, which Steve just explained. We got a DJ scaffolding, yellow skirt. We got... The L.A. Originals taco truck is here, which is Esteban Oreos, L.A. Original taco truck, uh, and then also a Dream Donuts uh, truck up here. So you can get donuts, tacos, and smoke weed. And I think donuts and tacos is the right combo if you get the munchies. <laughs> and we got and we got Manny Jimenez, Manny Suspect Jimenez. Entertainment. Well, what, what's up? What's up? He was giving us some writing tips earlier about how to get in touch with the story and and you know what your story is and staying true to your project people want to try to buy an awesome story off you and then cut you out of the process but manny's like one of those guys got a lot of integrity and said no nah, I'm, I'm not doing that right nope. yep walked away walked away from some um so manny came out he's supporting you know supporting our moves at hard luck so and did uh big spider came with his girlfriend Show friend. Hell yeah. Spider, one of the best episodes we ever had, right? You don't need to talk into it. It'll pick you up. Oh, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I keep on going like that. Anyway. Hey, look, when you told me that you, let's, let's go meet up at the Lemonade, uh, we'd work in uh, a grand opening today, I said, hell yeah, let's do this because my girls are, we, we, 
She's a mean old stoner. Yeah. Did you pick up something there today? She yeah. She's yes, always I weed did. working. I What'd got the purple, purple shirt by Lemonade. Yeah. Fire. Good shirt. It's gone. Yeah. I can't wait to try it. I'm waiting. <laughs> can, can you seriously smoke? Me? Yeah. Hey, does a bear shit in the woods? We Have you ever been over high? Has that ever happened to you? Over high, yes. Edibles. Edibles. Describe what happened. What happened? So what edible were you eating? So one time it was a cushy or it was a quad dose. Quad dose meaning four people dose? Yeah, but it was like a little tiny, looked like a Tootsie Roll, so you figure it's no big deal, you know? Right. And so I took it, um, I took, you're supposed to take four squares at a time, I'm like, it's small, fuck it, I'm going to take the whole shit. Right. But it's, a, it's four four doses, right? So I took it. It felt like acid. Felt like acid? Where, like I was, every time I closed my eyes, I could see little, like, rainbow dancing fucking teddy bears and shit like that. It was flashbacks. What was the name, right. wait, what was the name of this? It was, uh, fuck, I don't remember. I bet you it was a sativa. It was a edible it was bad and it was so small i was trying to throw it up to to come off the high but it was so small you couldn't even throw it up honestly i was like couch shock for like three days but i was i was tripping for like i was tripping for like eight hours but i was couch locked for like three days dead what's your guilty pleasure food when you're high and you got the munchies what are you looking for that sweet tooth that fucking that donut truck right there shit Good thing that's never lying. around when I'm high. <laughs> he wasn't lying when he said it was part of the culture, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Hell yeah, you get the munchies, that's what's part of the culture. <laughs> but them donuts, everybody got to definitely check out the Dream Donut Truck. Right. Go, go. Hey, I need you three next. We're going in. Come on. All right, so we're sitting here. What's your name? Stephanie. We're sitting here with the lovely Stephanie. She's oh. She's got long, green, light green nails, I think in celebration of the opening of the marijuana shop. Right? She's taking everyone's ID. She's double checking to make sure that that matches the face. Yeah. So inside Lemonade, they have looks like a hip hop museum. Right, I'm looking at images of Ice Cube, uh, quotes from Little Kim. Uh, Nipsey Hussle's on the wall. Right, Nipsey Hussle's on the wall. I don't know that. We got, we got nothing but... And then there's a bunch of security guards with, like, massive straps, multiple clips. You don't want to get it twisted in here. Yeah. Look at this. What do we got here? There you go. Got Well, we're looking at, right now, we've just walked into uh, the Lemonade Store. As soon as you start entering into the museum area... The first thing you see is the death row chair, the electric chair. Electric chair, yeah. Death row chair. I'm looking at some Steve LaBelle. He's got pictures of him and Jay-Z and Nipsey. Yeah. I'm looking at the platinum album rack for uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Dude, this guy's got everything. Look at the NWA. That's in fresh. Gucci jacket. Continue on. Let's go over here. So... Get in here. The next thing I'm looking at is the Def Jam jackets. Hollis Queens Run DMC. The sneakers, the jackets. It's crazy, man. Let's walk over here. Boom. Mixtape Slick Rick. 
Dude, you got the G Unit 50 Cent bulletproof vest. That's crazy, man. Here's DJ Quick with the Naughty by Nature exclusive Converse. And Sean, can you tell us what this is? Is that an MP60? That's a SB3500? That's a Kai. The MPC. 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 Awesome. Are you a fan of Naughty by Nature? I am, yeah. Yeah, I love it. People right there. Scott Storch. Steve LaBelle. Steve LaBelle. Chris, uh, Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown. Who's that, Fat Joe? That's Fat Joe. Who's that? Uh, I have no idea. Kim or something? Yeah. Who's this guy with the walker? That's Scott Storch. Oh. And I don't know who the dude in the middle is. And then you got like a security fucking whatever. But check oh. that out. <laughs> That's the West. That's awesome. All right. Now, Steve is whispering shit to Manny. I don't know what he's saying. It looks like a prison conversation of some kind. I don't know. He's got his head up. Um, he's not sure what to do. He looks like, look, he's got his hand on his shoulders. Yeah. Private conversation. Yeah, Steve's got a million of these private conversations. Just so the listener knows, when we're rolling through here, Steve's got a million of these like tap you on the shoulder and then like kind of like hush tones talk to you in a private conversation. Right, right. Trying to identify who's who. He's explaining things like he's giving the lay of the land. Because you don't want to be like Howdy, show up on the yard and then 20 minutes later you get fucked up. You know, that's fucking brown. That's in the red hat. Oh, Kid that's with him, bro. The guy yeah. that got, that? Oh, I didn't know. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I don't, that's not going to be on. Right. Me. I'll take that out. <laughs> but that's why we don't want to treat hey, real nice. Listen, right, right. Listen, cut out that part, but don't cut out the part where Steve tells you that's not going to be right, on. Because right. there's a lot of conversations. What if like I go beep, beep? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. on. Let's roll over. Let's roll over into that room and see what's going on. We were in the museum portion. Now we're moving over to the retail side. You got to understand, like, for guys like me and Sean, we're old enough to remember you couldn't just walk into a store and start buying weed. You had to, like, buy it on the street. Holy shit, look at that grow room. That's dope. Hey, check out that grow room. Man, whoa, this place is badass, bro. Are you Hold on, okay. I want to talk to the hammerhead sharks. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome. I'm with Zebra Distribution. We make hammerhead pre-rolls and also deep sea moon rocks. Infused cannabis products. Wait, 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 wait. So wait a second. You have what? Infused cannabis products? Yes. So what we make are um, infused pre-rolls. We put diamonds in with our flowers, roll it up, hand paint them, and throw them in some cheese. We have five different flavors, including OG if you prefer non-flavored. Right. We also have the deep sea moon rocks in which we take a nug, we paint it again by hand, and dip it in cheese. Okay. All right. And so uh, I know it's part of your job to be dressed like a hammerhead shark. Actually, I've been begging them for the past like four months that I've worked for them to wear this, and this is the first day that I've gotten to, so I'm so excited to be here wearing it. Right. Are you That's ever going to take it off? Um, This is actually like my true form. I don't think sharks. I will. Right. I don't yeah. think you should. I don't think I will. No. I Are you looking for a mister? Home and I think I'm just going to hop on the bike and leave like this. Are you looking for a mister or missus shark? Um, you know what? That's a tough question. Is it? I don't know. You don't know? I might be a lone shark for now. But a you know, lone shark. Yeah. Oh, a lone shark. Uh, <laughs> All right. 
nice. Very good. So let me ask you a question. What's your favorite kind of weed? Like, do you have a type of weed that you like to, do you vape it or do you um, do it in all forms? So I am all over in the cannabis industry. I'm actually a bud tender and a receptionist over at Canna Silmar. Uh, personally, I think as a bud tender, you should smoke everything and utilize everything so that you can relay that information to your patients. Um, as somebody who uses marijuana for their health problems as well as just recreationally, I think there's a strain for every type of need that you have. And so what is everything. what is the medical uses for marijuana or cannabis? Um, I use it personally for anxiety and menstrual cramps. I've been hospitalized for poor stress management and menstrual cramps before. Cannabis has helped me start getting my diet back. Um, I've lost weight to the point where I get down to 75 pounds before. And the only thing that can help me eat is cannabis. I'll use tinctures. I'll use, um, when I can start smoking again, I'll start smoking. And it really induces my appetite in that way. What doesn't, what, what doesn't America or people understand about the kind of menstrual cramps you can get that can put you in the hospital? It depends on your body's chemistry, man. It's ultimately, like like I said, poor stress management can make it worse. Um, if Advil doesn't work, some what might work for one person might not work for another person. It's all trial and error with our individual bodies. Okay, so you heard it here first. Uh, the hammerhead shark, the lone shark, who is going to... Uh, tell you that basically your menstrual cramps are idiosyncratic and particularized to your own body chemistry and she believes that recreationally and medicinally you can smoke, eat, shoot, sit on, snort, whatever you want, cannabis, THC, whatever. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Thank you very much. Swim on. Uh, let me just explain what's going on here. We've got a very, I mean, as far as we can tell, an attractive lady with nice eyes who is cleaning the glass. And it's a glass case that's showing, what is this glass case showing? This is showing all the cannabis that we have at the moment, uh, price ranging from 40 up to all the way to 60. We got a couple brands like the Floracal, Synergy, uh, Canna King, Cream of the Crop. Just a, and, and how many people find it necessary to actually touch the glass as they talk about the, the weed? I want to say majority. Majority <laughs> of them. They, they, I mean, I guess it's a, it's the old school feeling of going up to the, 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 the chop shop and picking up that mug or that jar. They can't do it anymore, so they're just like pointing, you know? Right. Does it drive you nuts when you're like, sir, you can just point at it without touching the glass? Honestly, I don't mind it. I, I, I love the vibe, you know? It's all good. It's all love. I know they're just very passionate. I'm very passionate about cannabis myself, so I'm here for it. It is what it is. It, is, it doesn't upset you because you're high? Is that is that correct? <laughs> it doesn't upset me because, honestly, it gives me more work to do, and I'd rather be working than just chilling. Okay, so let me ask you this. You got weed ranging from about 40 to $60. So what? What? why would some weed be less expensive? expensive than other weed? What are the factors? Honestly, the factors to me, depending on the grow, so whether it was greenhouse, outdoor, indoor, that has a lot to do with it. Also, a lot of the time, it also depends on how the weed ends up coming out. So sometimes it can be very great and it'll still be at 40 just because that company itself is very into economical buying. So they're trying to bring out products for all kinds of consumers and just instead of just a specific, you know, oh, I only have 60 or oh, I only have 40. They want to widen up the variety and give a little bit of option of each and everything. And let me ask you this. 
Is it is it possible to become a connoisseur of marijuana that you can actually smoke it in like wine? Say like, oh yes, that was a very good year in Tijuana. I remember that grow time. Is it possible? It's possible. Like if you remember Jack Hare, Jack Herrera has been a lo- around a long time, right? Well, you hardly see it now. So when you do get it, and I pick it up and I take a hit, I'm like, oh. I remember this. This is Jack. This is that euphoric feeling. I remember in 2015 picking it up from the plug for only $5, and he'd give me a whole $20 bag. So, you heard it here first. What's your name? Leslie. Leslie. The wonderful Leslie telling us that in every hit of marijuana is a memory, a fond memory. And you can hit it, and you can be like, remember that guy, Gary Busey? He was a real crazy motherfucker. This weed, I remember smoking that with him 10 years ago. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One last thing, and then we're doing a survey. Sex. Should you be high? Is it better when you're high, or is it better when you're not high? sex. I mean, I feel like emotion has a lot to do with that. So I could be high, but even if I'm not feeling it, it's like, oh, well, I'm just high. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, well, I'm just high. <laughs> this place is out of control. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, you and I are both guys in recovery, yeah. right? And I got to say, there's a little piece of me when I walk in here that's it's like, you know, it's just weed. Right, but yes. there's a little piece of me that's like, you know, exactly, it's just weed, and how come I got sober <laughs> right before, before all, the, all this shit started to happen? Of course you do. Do you have any of those? Absolutely, and I've been in love with, I thought weed was cool since I was like 13. Right. Like the nuggets are cool, the high, the whole thing, and uh, today all I'm seeing is like all this stuff, I really am in love with the culture, bro, I did grow up in the weed culture and I love everything about it. Yeah, I do have those feelings though too, too, too much. Do you, are you, remember you told me, like we said we're going to try to get you high on the show. We got scared. That's not going to happen. Why not? Just because I get too weird and too fucked up. Like yeah, but, one, but coming in here and seeing all your music idols and all this weed and everything, does it make you kind of want to Yeah, it kind of makes, it kind of makes me want to be a part of it. Now, my buddy Zoe has uh, his own YouTube channel. Zoe, come talk to us. I want to reintroduce my homeboy Zoe. Right? Alonzo Zoe, okay? You've seen him in many ads for Supermax. You've seen him in Vibes ads. It's the most, one of the most handsome guys out of Santa Monica. Anyways, <laughs> Zoe has a great YouTube channel. He does lots of reviews on weed. Zoe, tell us about this, man. Tell us, what do you think of this shop? Tell, tell us about your YouTube and what you do on your show. and Just give us the rundown right now. Well, um, I'd like to say thank you to Steve for this opportunity. Um, it feels amazing to be around people that are all pulling on the same rope in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the bet, one of the most handsome people out of Santa Monica, debatable. <laughs> I'll roll with Steve, but very debatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, my name is Zoe, Zoe Loke with two L's. That'll be the name of my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I got like four or five videos up right now got with people. another like six or seven um, being edited right now. Um, it's going to be anything from weed reviews to 
Shit, just day-to-day life stuff. Um, COVID has obviously been hard for a lot of people. Um, I know that with the isolation, it's hard for people to to reach out to one another because everybody is, you know, dealing with their own stuff. So aside from just the weed stuff and just talking about, like, my life and everything, I really want to tap in with, with people's mental health. I think that's, that's a super important topic that has gone undiscussed for such a long time. And just with everything that I've gone through in my life, I feel like I'm the perfect person to, even if you know me or you don't know me, I feel like I have enough experience to make y'all feel comfortable sitting down, watching, I guess, my channel and shit, hopefully commenting, liking, subscribing, and being able to just carry that narrative outside from YouTube to you know, just everyday interactions. Get him, Chumahan. Get him, Chumahan. So let me ask you a question. When you're making a weed review, right, let's just cut the shit. What do you really need to put into a weed review for it to be meaningful to somebody? What basic points need to be covered? All right, so potency. People love the numbers. The higher the number, the more people like it. Exactly. The higher the numbers, the downer the fool, right? So we got that. Number two, branding. Where we're at right now, you lemonade. Need to brand that. You need cookies. to brand that, bro. The huh. higher the potency, the, the downer the, the fool. fool. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. dog. That's I got it. Okay. And then Fool's Gone Wild, if you hear that, we're copywriting it, so don't come yeah. for it. Fool's Gone Wild. Don't but, get too wild. Yeah. Don't get too wild. No, nah, but definitely potency. People love the higher the number. People love that branding the same way that you look at Nike, the same way that you look at Adidas. Branding is everything. And then number three, which I think more people care about than they like to admit, is just what it looks like in the bag. Nobody likes the little small baby nugs, no matter how purple, red, whatever fucking color you got. I want the nice fat daddy nugs, especially if I'm going to be paying... 60 bucks for an eighth? Yeah. I need the nice fat daddy nug. So I would say those three. And then the fourth is the actual filming of the product. Being able to get good visual shots of it. You zoom in so you could see the trichomes and all the beautifulness and why they're charging us $60 (laughs) for two or three nugs. So I'd say those three and then the fourth. I think the other thing you should uh, trademark is Fat Daddy Nug. Fat Daddy Nug. Fat Daddy Nug, Nug, right? Let me ask you this. What is the perfect cereal to eat when you're high? Don't fucking try to be diplomatic. I want a real answer. I'm going to give you a real answer. Grape nuts. So, no. That's the one. That's not the one. So, it used to be Captain Crunch. Now. Wait. Crunch berries, peanut butter, or regular? So, it really doesn't matter, but... Oops, it's all berries. (laughs) Oops, it's all berries. And then the one, and then with the all, with with, with the all yellow, not the peanut. It it comes in the red box. Right. So like the original, no, no fruit berries, no nothing. Just so I liked them up until the point where I just got tired of the roof of my mouth being scratched. I got tired of it. It was good. I hate fruity pebbles. Okay. They. (laughs) You have point. 
six, seven seconds to get into that bowl. <laughs> bowl it's soggy. It's sog You're right. city. You're right. So. Right. It becomes fruity mocos. Yeah. Fruity mo- yeah. Mecos. Yeah. Yeah, pretty mecos, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colored mecos. So, I moved off of that, and what I have to go with now is cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, I fucking love cinnamon toast crunch. I agree with you. I'm um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm lactose intolerant, so for almost almost like 16, 17 years of my life, I was putting my stomach through hell just to fulfill this munchy monster that I had from smoking weed, right? And then I switched over to almond milk. I didn't really like the filter taste that I got on my tongue from the almond milk. And now I'm on, um, nah, I think it's called, uh, it's called like lactate. Yeah, lactate. So I'm on, I'm on lactate now. And although it's not the same as milk, it's just as good. So it allows me to just crush through bowls of cereal, add on to my lonjas. That's uh, the fat on the side of my stomach for those that don't speak Spanish. But he doesn't have a panza yet. There's no, no panza. not yet, not yet. But the tetas are coming. They're coming. Right. Let me ask you this. Effect. Hey, so in terms of movies, can you give us like maybe the top five weed films in your opinion? All right. Top five weave Top five weed films. All right, so I would be a fool if I didn't throw out like Half Baked. Okay. That I mean, that's that's a that's Dave a fucking Chappelle. cult classic. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, I really like the movie Paid in Full. I wouldn't say it's a weed movie. I say it's more or less like a like a hip hop drug movie. Uh, I'm big in, in in the nostalgia. So that '80s crack scene, I'm all over it. Right. Right. Um, are you a big fan of Menace to Society? Love it. Right. Love it. Let me ask you this. Is it, in comparison, Menace to Society versus Boys in the Hood, if you had to pick one on, a, on an island, what do you pick? Oh, it's not even close. Menace. All right. Boys in the Hood, I, I think cinegraphically, cinematography-wise, it was Boys in the Hood was shot better. I'd say it gave... It conveyed the message that it was supposed to come across with, but man, menace to society was more real. Like I, I, I was able to really like when they were breaking into the car. Like I remember going back and, and breaking into cars and having to run from the boys. Like yeah. having to fucking dip dip out like on on the fucking um, on like the dogs and shit that they that that SMPD would like send out it just it just made more sense people actually coming up in your neighborhood looking for certain people it was I don't know like it hit it hit more to home the, the message on Boys in the Hood it landed more yeah but menace to society like like old dog I got a homie like old dog free my homie maniac but man it, it was it's just too close it hit too close to home you know so I had to roll I, I, I have to go with the uh, with menace to society, no doubt. And then let me ask you this. You're into nostalgia, but do you get tired of people trying to tell you about Cheech and Chong? <laughs> to be honest, I don't I don't really even know much about Cheech and Chong. What? 
I mean, do you get that reaction a lot? People go, what? Like up in smoke? Did you see that? I, I, the only up in smoke I think I ever. <laughs> Spiders 29. just joined the. How old are you? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine? No, that's the other generation. Hey, the mean, only up in smoke that I really know about is is, is in is your bedroom. A, is a is Snoop Dogg up in smoke tour so back you in never, the nineties? You never heard. Or back so, in the early two thousands. Did you ever have friends that try to do that bit with you? Like you know, like um, what's up, man? Hey man, like hey you. Well, I mean, hey, that's how the booty got balls, man. Hey, man. I mean, man, I hope your dick is bigger than that, man. I mean, hey, not, you want to get out and walk, man? I mean, me and my homies never compared anything like that, but um, as far as talking like that, yeah, for sure. And and I guess. I guess subconsciously I knew about them sure. before I knew about them because I was talking like that. Right. And my mom was looking like, how do you know about Cheech and Chong? Right. I was like, oh, I just, I'm just hearing this from, from, from across the way. I in our culture, we, we just lay back with our, our language, you know what I mean? And it comes out naturally like that, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I've been noticing that sometimes like I'm, I'm just naturally saying like talking like this, eh? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, right. I, I don't know why. Because, but like, isn't that how you talk? Well, I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess then it's part of our culture. Then it's in our DNA to talk like that, eh? Right. You know no, I, mean? I know. That's fucking hilarious. So, all right. So let me ask you another question then. What is a food that doesn't go with smoking weed? Like, what's one where you're like, you know what? Don't don't try to do that. Don't try to. Don't. See. All right. It it's tough. It's tough to say because everybody. Everybody has their own munchie that they go to, right? And yeah. then there's some people I know that don't get munchies. I don't understand. It's, that. it's beyond me. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a scientist. Okay, I figured this out because my weed is the professional stoner chick. All right, and she tells me, and it makes sense that when you have different weed, right, like the the super more gooey is gonna give you the munchies, and then the hybrids, like the cookies, they don't. They, they have more sativa in it, so it doesn't give you the munchies. So that's what I'm learning right now, like kind of like a trial and error, and and so far it's like the 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 credibility is is there, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 telling you guys, you get the fucking munchies when you get a lot of fucking oily, danky weed. Does that make sense to you, Zoe? Yeah, no, I agree, cause I only try and smoke indica, shit that knocks me out. Yeah. So I'll I'll get the munchies. What I've what I don't like, I don't like vegetables when I got the munchies so I'm not out there searching for salad if I'm getting a hamburger or something just give me plain throw the meat with the bun on there but I really love Snickers (laughs) fucking cream soda (laughs) and and every Mexican's favorite hot Cheetos I mean you know hot Cheetos is a fan favorite everybody loves a hot Cheeto hey you're not pregnant right yeah, he's pregnant with I THC. Think so maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it's coming. He's got a THC baby. I'm not showing, but no, those, those are those are like my, especially especially chocolate. I'm not I'm not a big chocolate fan sober, but when I'm, I love chocolate, dude. I don't know why. Is it hard to cook for yourself when you're high? I think I become like Gordon Ramsay, fucking Emerald the Chef. I feel like I can cook anything oh, really? and everything. Right. Anything that comes to mind. I throw it on on the grill. I throw it in a pan. Go ahead and add a little my my little sauce. Anything with tapatio, I'm gonna say I'll eat it. 
pancake, yeah. ice cream. Why not? Why not? Tapatio on there, and I'm good to go. I love it. Okay, well, you heard it here, Vir. Zo, Tapatio, right? Hold on, let me get that. And uh, lactate. And uh, right, and uh, and chocolate, and, oops, and, the berries, or and half baked, half baked. And we're looking out for up and smoke. We want to check in with you after you've seen up and smoke. I will, I'm a, I will have a full synopsis of up and smoke. I'll have a, a, a symposium. Ah, for yeah. it. I'll be able to break it down. This will be scene my scene. exactly, this will be my master's degree in being a pothead after I give you guys my little symposium Drops. of what I got. Those dropsis synopsis. Big Daddy Nugs. Big Daddy Nugs. All right. Thank you. You guys are the best. Yeah, Thank you guys do. so much. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Look at that guy in the purple outfit, man. What a weird looking fucker that guy is. He's wearing like terry cloth. Yeah, terry cloth, purple like suit, but with shorts. And then he's got like tie dye weed socks. You know what he's like, dude? He's like one of those like magicians down at Venice Boardwalk or something. Like a weird dude, man. He's probably got like a weird name, like, you know, Peanut Butter Rainbow. Let's go talk to him. I'll just see what he's doing. This is what it's like to roll around with me. All right, just watch me handle this. Watch me handle this. Hey guys, we're running a podcast right now, and we're just we just came out of Lemonade, and we're just asking uh, what brings you guys down here. Oh shoot! I would say first off the weed. 
And then second, uh, Jay Will Productions, helping produce this whole entire event. He's my homeboy. What fucking Jay Will? His name's Jason. Jay Will Productions helping throw this whole event with the whole trucks, coordinating it all. Right He's an amazing on. producer, event coordinator. Invited all of us. We're all weed influencers on social media. Yes, sir. Sam. Samsky. Chumon. Nice to meet you, bro. Kirsty. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet no, Alicia, Alex. All right, so let me ask you this. Let's just cut the shit. Let's just get down to it. Oh, What's fuck. the best thing to eat when you're high? Oh, fuck. Everything. I mean, shit. What? It makes everything better to eat, so. And I eat it all. Mango? Yeah. Watermelon? Watermelon? I fuck with the watermelon. Like you forget about it. Donuts, especially. Dream. Donut truck. on the top five, for sure. Pizza's pretty good. Oreos. What's the best mu- What's the best song to listen to when you're high? Don't, don't be diplomatic. Actually, make a decision. What the fuck? What do you gotta listen to when you're high? Wiz. Right now, the about Wiz Khalifa. Right now. I love a good hip hop man. Yeah. I love good hip hop tracks when I'm fucking hot. Blaze is shit. Are you kidding me? What about like Laurel Canyon classic rock? Anybody listening to any of that? Led Zeppelin. Fuck oh, yeah, Led Zeppelin. Oh, greater than Fleet. Yeah. Queen all day. Yeah. Alright. Alright, so we gotta move on, but thank you very much. What's the dog's name? Ember. Ember. Oh, that makes sense. It takes Ember to start the fire. Alright. Thanks, sir. He's a fan of the Hard Luck Show. He came up and recognized me. He's like, hey, what's your name? Uh, my name is Max. Max. He loves the podcast. This is old Blue Eyes Max. I right? recognize the voice. Spider friend, friend of the show. Uh, so, uh, so you came down here and you smoke weed, or what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I like to smoke a little bit of weed here and <laughs> yeah. And when did you start listening to the show? Well, I've probably been listening for like a year. Right on. Maybe a little bit over a year. What, what thoughts do you have about the cannabis industry? It's, it's paid my bills for ever. How did, what, what is your relationship to the cannabis industry? What, do you, what have you done? Uh, well, right now, since things have become legal, I, I'm just a sales rep, but... Was there a time that it, it paid you... Drug to a sales rep. Really? Well, I mean, right. I, I guess I could still do the other, but, but no I just got sick of looking over my shoulder. Okay. And so, um, without going into exact details, uh, before everything became legalized, how did you operate? Um, I would just buy from some of the guys that have now become legal, and I would bring it down here. Myself. I'd go up north, bring it back down myself, and, and all that had to come to an end if I wanted to continue functioning with the same people because they were all getting legal so right. you know now, do you think I, I mean obviously it's a good thing that it's becoming legal but are there any downsides to it from your perspective I mean yeah of course I mean the fucking the taxes they're taking half our fucking money <laughs> right I hear that a lot because mate oh blue eyes off seven ten eleven million dollars four times a year right right 
And what about um, big business? Is big business, because some, some of the guys that I talk to are concerned that, like, regular guys that are kind of in the lifestyle already, they're not, nobody, they're going to make sure they have to. The about this all day long. Let's do it. Tell me. Educate us. Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's the guys that come from that side. Right. Or they're coming in to our side of life or way of life. Steve, my name is Max. What's up, man? I see you on uh, Instagram every now and then. Oh, Max! Fan of the show. Yeah! What's your Instagram name? Uh, Med Max. Med Max, yeah. right. We've talked a few times. That's right. What's up, brother? We're down here for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Dude, see? He just came up. He was like, hey, I listen to the show. Da, da, da. That's right, dog. He was saying that. This guy, we chat every now and then. Good, man. I'm glad you came out today. Yeah, man. And uh, he was saying, like, uh, from his perspective or whatever, like, the, uh, Max was filling us in on his experience. Well, I tell you, Max, we may be having you down sometime. You can come talk about it. yours, too. We're definitely, uh, we had a show with Carlos De La Torre. Right. Talk Our deep real... in on cannabis. We're definitely bringing Be Real onto the show. Be Real's going to talk about you know, his brands, Funky Feel, and all his stuff that he's doing, Dr. Green Thumb. And Burner's yeah, going to be on our show this summer. They've got a Burner on. And fucking, I mean, look at what... I mean. We want to get the Jungle Boys. We want to get Alien Labs. We want to get all these cats on yeah. to talk about their perspective from the inside. These are the industry... I'm talking about the leaders of the industry of cannabis in the United States right now. The biggest brands. We're well, the ones that are getting pulled out of California to go to every other state right. and, build, and, and help other guys and, and other other states build their right they're like the template they're the guys so yeah man there's a lot going on and we're definitely going to stay in this space because it's an important space this is first of all this is this is a frontier when it comes to business it's also a frontier when it comes to law a lot of the, the cannabis law is not fully developed they're not sure how they're going to rate uh-huh. uh max just uh, gave me a card beautiful Mac. um do you uh do you want me to put this information on the podcast for you brother or no Okay, so this is all hush-hush, and uh, we won't say anything, but uh, you're here live with us at uh, Lemonade, hooking up with the mystery man, Incognito Med Max. Med Max. Med Max. All right, excellent, brother. So what happens when the big corps get into the game and start messing around with it, do you think? What's your projection on that? Well, we've we've seen companies come in and try to do shit and, and eventually they sell their assets and leave with their you know tail in between their legs or they keep on doubling down until you know there's a lot of guys that are that are losing five ten million a year with a smile on their face and plan on doing that for another two three four years so it's hard to say like if you if you have people with money like that behind you you can afford to bleed for a little afford, while. You can afford to be clowned, bleed, all that shit, and outlast everybody. If you're just willing to keep on sinking more and more and more and more money is, into it. Is, let me ask you this: Is everybody on the happening? Is everybody on the big wait for it to federally kick in? There's a lot of people that are just hanging around for it to federally Why kick in. Why is that? What is the deal? You know. That people are holding on or they're staying in the game, they're doing as much as they can, even if they're not problem, waiting for it to federally get passed. Well, go ahead, Max. You, you are in the, you're in the, in the industry. As those companies become worth a lot more. This, this second, the second that shit happens, guys that are worth 
guys that have operations that are worth two million, those people are probably worth what? 50 million, 20 million, whatever it is. So, so a lot a lot of times, like if you kind of look at like even like let's say like the tobacco industry or whatever, what happens is everybody gets an idea, there's like a gold rush. So you get a lot of people that get into the market. And then, like Max is saying, some guys are back where they can bleed for a while, and the idea is to let all those front runners find out who falls off. Oftentimes, they got to sell their property and their equipment at on a fire sale prices, and then three or four cats can buy it all up and lock up the market. And then you can't get into the market after that. And then, well, I know this is completely different, but then you have guys like this outfit or this whole umbrella, you know, their whole outfit, uh-huh. who are r- really guys that, they're, 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 they're the real thing. They've also made a lot of money on other ventures. You know, you've got, you know, Dr. Number Green Thumbs, you know, owners of Dr. Green Thumbs right there. You know, he's got other big businesses as well, but um, the people that are, in touch that are real for instance the lemonade and the cookies outfit when they have money like that access to money like they do they're able to sit back and 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 they're able to pheno hunt and they're able to do everything else to come out with the newest strains the newest everything pheno hunt yeah i mean they're able to develop strains Right. All right. And the money and the time to develop all that shit. How does that how does that work? Is that is that how much money does it cost to Fino hunt? Not the right one to ask. <laughs> really? All right, not the one. And and but I mean in in and can you really make out like a bandit if you hit something bodacious? You're looking at it. <laughs> Lemonade, Fino hunt. I love I mean that. those are all fucking strains at one point. Have you ever tried to grow your own? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at it. <laughs> What's the secret? <laughs> What's the secret to being able to grow? Oh, fucking patience, probably. <laughs> yeah, patience. I mean, fuck. Time. Right on. All right. Well, Max, it was excellent meeting you. Anytime you want to come on the show, let us know. You're, you got an open invitation, my friend. There's like older dudes here too. That's the part that's kind of crazy to me because I was watching this old guy walk. And you ever seen old guys when sometimes they like kick that leg out and you know they're like trying to yeah. unstick a, a jump? Yeah, yeah, unstick a jump. You're busy paying attention. I know what you're doing in those pants there, old man. <laughs> you just yeah. see it. Bat wings, bro. They like, bat wings. Are they, do you bat wing them? <laughs> they do the shift with the pockets. Yeah. Or they, oh, that's me all the time. Yeah, that is. I do that one all the time. Uh, Proper squat. Hey, dog. Yeah. Nice to see you, dog. Hey, man. Hey, 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 you know what? You know what? I'm going to get a... I'm going to get a picture of you for... Oh, shit. You know what? Can I take a picture? What the fuck is with, with you guys camera? in the goddamn picture? My phone died already. Bro, Jesus I know, I need, no, no, I need one of the back of it. How many pictures you got to take? So we can get your head? Right here next to the fucking front. Sure. Right on, right on. more pictures than... Uh, yeah. Hey, it's good to see you, Spider. Hey, you guys take more pictures than Esteban. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know when you guys are doing something else and just randomly want to do whatever happens? Two seriously down Chicanos uh, chop it up. They're going to blast each other all over. They're making plans. They're nodding. They're bumping fists. Uh, you know, 
There's a lot of yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, we'll that. yeah. 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 I love okay. head nods. Yeah. Thank you folks for driving. Thank you for coming and helping and supporting. A lot of thinking. A lot of thinking, a lot of fist bumping, a lot of, yeah. arm, like, you know, Bash yeah. Brother, like, you know, pats arm, on the back. arm taps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're seeing it all right now. You're seeing it all right they now. Do, now we, hey, we got do. a guy over here with an actual microphone with a wire oh, on shit. it. shit. It's old school. Uh, I think Esteban's about to start doing some oldies. Hey, Esteban, do it. They do it. Ca- so karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> Esteban's about to do uh, Up on the Roof by the Drifters. <laughs> Everybody's got to go. Everybody's got to go. Yeah, we want to do something now or later or whatever you guys. Let's do something I know it didn't go as planned, man. No, I know it didn't, but, but, we, we're, we're, but yeah. we're all here. Wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. No, he's got... We got a, we got, your story is way too deep. Yeah, it is. We're bringing him we in. We got a little bit of a discussion between you and me and Manny and me. I think you were. You know what I want? What I wanted to say was, Manny started with the suspect thing. Right. But as things change, Manny's began to write, and that's his passion. Right. And me and him have had long stories similar to the stories that we talk about. Right. And that's about scripted, writing scripted films and putting out the right content. And right now, it's like I'm reading one of his screenplays. And What's I the told title? Him, What's the title? One of them's called Where You From? And the other one's called um, the Suspect Entertainment, Suspect Entertainment, the series. It's the rise and fall. Where you from? Where you, what you say? The deadliest what? Uh, uh, where you from? The, the world's deadliest question. The world's deadliest question. I man. fucking love dude. And it's, and I'll tell you. So this, I had said you to Manny. You know where I'm from. I had said to Manny, I need you to meet my partner. Yeah. I had said this to you. I yeah, really yeah. want you to meet Chumahan. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a screenplay writer. He got a master's from UCLA Film School, and then became a, an attorney. But his writing and things he talks about, and some of the stuff you talk about, and Kevin Bish is all kind of swimming in the same pool. And I really wanted you to come in to get a chance to meet, talk to Chumahan about writing, um, and just find a way that we can support you, you know? Yeah. In, in, in your projects, man. I believe in you, Manny. I know what you've done. Yeah. No, you know what? I think um, I love hearing you guys, man. We were, we were going to Arizona, halfway to Arizona hearing you guys. My wife and I, we were just like busting up, man. <laughs> Lepke, and then when, the, when you guys were in the ice thing with the step <laughs> that was funny. Um, and I try to listen as much as I can, but no, I, I you know I took the classes at uh, UCLA Extensions. I okay, took a few. Yeah, I know that the professional there. screenwriting yeah. classes. I know and that was. You awesome. know what it did for me? The, the, the most thing that it did for me, because look, everything's on the internet now today. Right. But for me, I needed to pay, pay, because you honor you, you you value something we pay for. Right. And it helped me with the discipline. Is what it really? Yeah. So driving all the way from where I live to over there, paying the six hundred bucks. Paying for parking every week, so I was like, that helped me get discipline. So now I have discipline. So that that was a few years ago. So now, like, I just locked myself up for seven weeks, seven days a week, crying my heart out, digging deep, opening wounds, pouring out the truth through these fictional characters, and it's like, boom, yesterday I finished. And it's like my fourth draft. I mean, it's like... Slow down. You said something that I think Mr. and Mrs. Earbud's got to listen to. You said fourth draft. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It'll be my fourth draft, but when I turn it in, it'll be that first draft. To the... No, no, but like, listen to this, because a lot of people think that you just write it and it comes out like that. No. <laughs> no way. Right? My other script, the Where You From, about 20 drafts. 
20, no, hey, stop, yeah. slow it down. People 20, need to hear that. Probably well, longer. Probably. Because a lot of, it's like, a lot of people don't know that M. Night Shyamalama, I don't know how you say his last name, but the, he didn't, it wasn't until the eighth draft of Sixth Sense that he realized that the character played by, um, what's his name? Bruce Willis was dead. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, uh, it took him six drafts to understand that to make the movie really punch, that guy that's the child psychologist guy, it should be a ghost too. So when you really? talk about, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. So, and that wasn't even the last draft. I think he's got, wow. he's got like 16 drafts encased in gold in his house because that, that one script made him rich, but it was really like many rewrites. That's what it goes into it, right, Manny? It, it totally does. And the reason why it's been, I mean, I probably ought to do more before where I'm happy with it. But it's like, but again, this story's been sitting with me for 20-something years. Right. And then I'd lived it for another, like, 15 years. So you got, like, 35 years of living this whole thing. Right. Writing an old version 10 years ago that was a piece of crap. Right. And then re, redoing it now. It's like... Okay, now I know how to do this. Now I have a better understanding. Now I know how to do a, a, a character backstory and all that. And now I do two year, two weeks in on a detailed, good outline. But then once you start this draft, you got to let that outline go and let the characters take you where they're going to take you. And exactly on this third draft, you're right. I, I discovered things like, oh, no, wait a minute. This is this dude's kid. Oh, this is it. You discovered some things that... Dude, where I was like, I was like, oh my god, and I'm like, that's when I start crying, and so I'm so invested in them, and they're all based off of real people I've like, known, real experiences, and but I, you know, I change all the names, of course. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I know, but I, but I lack discipline, and now that I have the discipline, it helps me, it helps me one get it done. You got to get that first draft out, and it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be the Frankenstein draft. That's right. But after that, the magic happens, and um. And it's, it, I, you know, it really saved my life. Look, at the whole film industry saved my life because I'll tell you what, like, I never, I, you know, I heard Emilio and Lepke and all you guys talk, you know, I never got into the drug thing. My family was involved in drugs. I seen them OD and all that stuff. I never got, my drug was the adrenaline of the life, of the gangster life. High-speed chases, G-rides, robbing, and I'm not proud of any of that, but that's what it was. I was a guy in the, in the, in the 90s, in the front line, when it was popping, it was just like cowboys and Indians out there in the boulevard. It was either it was either gangbanging or girls. That was it. Nothing else. I walked away. And what I and, and the thing that I that I teach now with youngsters is like when I walked away, I didn't half step. You know, I still had pride, right? And was worried about who said what. But you cannot half step. You have to commit. And when you commit, and when I committed, my true friends supported me. My homeboys talk shit, but my true friends supported me. So then years later, years later, years later, I just kept doing what I'm doing. And then it's like, hey, dog, hook me up. Can you help me out? Hell yeah, I'll help you out. I helped out a lot of my homeboys. Some didn't stick with it, though. They went back to jail. Some died. Some OD'd. Even guys that were not. I, like, once I started Suspect out in Hollywood, I didn't care where anybody's from. I really, really didn't care where anybody's from. Anyway. If, anyway, because I was all about good people. Like how you guys talked about in the last one about in jail, everybody gets along. I already was on that tip out here. Like, if a dude's a good dude, I don't care where you're from, he's solid. And that's how I feel, too, with races. If you're a good person, I don't care what race you are. If you're solid with me, boom, we're good. So doing that, so applying the same, so everything I learned in the street into having suspect was about putting in work for the good now, not the hood. Helping people. 
getting them work, helping them do their taxes, helping them deal with child support. So next thing you know, I'm like, oh man, I'm not a man. I don't. They don't need a manager. They need a mentor. So I had to step up my game and learn how to be a better mentor. So I became like the the neighborhood Dr. Phil in the sense. Dr. Yeah. Manny. Dr. Yeah. Manny. And then I said, and I started doing consulting. One of the biggest jobs I worked on was training day. And it was like, it got to a point where like, okay, I need to write my own story. And that's why I started going to school. Hey, man. So when's Manny coming on? Dude, I've been trying to get him yeah, on. He's doing like a no year. Bro. And he's working with Esteban. He helped him with a few different things. I got, yeah, some of the stuff we can't talk about, but right. I helped produce some, some of the documentaries that are unreleased right now. The, sure, but, and disculpe, and much respect. Hey, but when the fuck are you coming on yeah. the show? Oh, come on, come on. I thought I was coming today. <laughs> hey, look at, look at, I'm not a nerdy bird. And my wife, she, I already know when I wake up, she goes, oh, you wake up for a Stella. Until today, it was like, oh, you woke up early for Big Lucky. <laughs> and then you get you're like, oh, it's not going to be for all. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. No, but it's all good. It's all good, brother. It's all good. I needed to get out. I was yeah, locked yeah, up yeah, for seven, seven weeks straight, locked up in like a cave, looked like a caveman and stuff. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I needed to. I needed this. Right. I needed this is your suprema. Yeah. yeah. So, listen, if it's a thing about getting up or whatever, uh, no, I'm not, I'm no, but what I'm saying to you is, is hey, uh, we'll come up to you or we can meet up at Esteban's place, right? Sauna, another sauna Let's do a sauna show. Come on. He's dying to get He's trying to get me I spat. Come on. Come on. He's trying to get me in You need discipline. Come on. I spat. I spat. Come on, Miss Way. You need the ice spat. Any Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Come all right, come on. Sauna Ice Bath Show Part 2 with Manny. Eight days a week this week's putting in work. All right, Manny. So you right, heard guys. it. Manny Jimenez. He's coming to the show. We're all going to do a sauna show at Esteban's. Yeah. Right? Coming up. that are really running at it. Come on over here, guys. I want to get you guys' opinion on something. Now, you guys are two young guys. One's in cannabis space. One's moving towards cannabis and in it. What What does it look like? What is the... What does it look like, man, the landscape over here over the next few years in cannabis in the USA? I want to get a perspective from you guys, man. You guys are at the front lines of this thing. I think it's tough to even call. I feel, and we were just having this conversation right now, even though we're starting to see, um, we're starting to see a, a lot of dispensaries open up. We're also starting to see a lot of the same brands branching out into different parts of California, into different states. Um, so I think it's it's really tough to say what it's going to look like because it's, it's so brand new. Um, there's a lot of money to be made. I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of study or studies that I think need to come out more so we really understand the plant even more because we're so quick to to break the plant the plant down to try and get the the most potent whatever the fuck we're trying to ingest i feel like there's just a lot of other stuff that we haven't really even tapped into with this plant um there's a lot of um like goods that can be made with this plant there's a lot of agricultural fucking positives that come from just growing the tree itself yeah so um 
I anticipate more shops. I also anticipate more laws just because fucking the government and states are just greedy motherfuckers. But the biggest thing about like legalization is, you know, there are a lot of a lot of politicians in different states are slowly seeing the revenue that, you know, California and now New Jersey with the new legalization that they are producing. So they're seeing the revenue that's producing. They're saying, holy shit, that's making a shit ton of money. Why can't we do that? So that's pushing for more legislation, pushing for more um, states to legalize it to make more money for the states. Because really, America is a very big capitalistic society and it's really revolved around a lot of money. But what what I personally think is going to happen is the more that everything gets legalized, the more research you're going to see, the more broad things of cannabis usage you're going to see. You're going to see cannabis being used as, you know, in toothpaste, in, uh, you know, drinks, in food, in, you know, different types of cultures it's just going to surround a lot of you know general things in human life and that's you know the beautiful thing about the plant is it's it's not just a thing that people can smoke and get high off of it's people can use this for so many different things they can use it for a shirt they can use it to as cbd to help with their muscle aches they can use it as you know a lotion you know it's it's mind-blowing the the kind of movement and the progression of cannabis, not just with, you know, legalization, but with different cultures, you know, it's it's really amazing just how everything is transforming. I want to put a question to you guys. Do you think we're, do you think in the way that McDonald's took a fucking hamburger and turned it into a McDonald's burger, do you think that that can happen when Big Corp gets involved with weed? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you look at tobacco companies and you see the land that they occupy and how much they produce, I mean, just imagine them literally switching from tobacco to cannabis. The 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 variety of, of companies that are going to be popping up will be insane. Obviously, there are going to be, you know, little little grows and dispensaries and companies here and there that people are going to like and they're going to be small. But there will be, you know, a movement to where these giant companies will start to, you know, cater towards cannabis. And you'll see a lot of kind of like just like you have like Mar- Marlboro and like American Spirits. You'll see the you'll, you'll see the same thing. I guarantee you. Probably in less than, probably within 20 years, you're going to walk into a gas station and you're going to see indica, hybrid, and sativa packs of cannabis in a, in, that you can just buy at a at a gas station. As long as you have like a 20, you know, a, you're over 21, you have a, an ID. That's going to be it, and it's just going to be amazing how, again, how everything progresses with just cannabis in general. And, and so then, let me ask you this though, because this is this is going back to the tax question. I was just. Um, reading that, you know, the IRS and the some private companies, uh, economic companies, did a lot of research, and what they found is that, like, the top 0.05% wealth people are dodging taxes at a 20% rate, right? So these, the fat cats, they got 20, you know, they're not paying their taxes. And you got a lot of rich people who say, hey, I don't want to pay taxes. I'm trying to figure out how not to pay taxes. And then you have these states that are strapped for cash who are all of a sudden saying like, you know what? We can make money by taxing weed. But there's something inside of me that feels like on some weird way, that's falling more on regular people, right? Like when you tax weed at that level, you're basically getting 
poor people who are already either taxed or don't make enough money to get taxed to start paying more tax because now something that they do. What do you guys think about that? The one thing that I never will want weed to turn into, I don't want this to become like a class thing. Um, when you go into dispensaries right now, obviously like obviously there, there are people that have more money than other people, you know? So when you go to these dispensaries, it's good to to be able to walk in there and see variety, different price points and all that type of stuff. But I feel like with how exclusive and how we're putting so much emphasis on like the word exotic and like these really the, the, these these more um, I guess rapper friendly like weeds you know it really starts to put like a divide in class when I feel like trees it, it should bring the poor man and the rich man together you know what I mean we should be able to eat off of the same thing but I, I just feel like, you know, with, with quality, like people, I even find myself doing this. So I'm guilty of it too. But if I know that I'm smoking top quality and my friend comes and I know his isn't, in my head, I'm not going to say anything because it's my friend and shit. I, I remember smoking brickweed. But in my head, I'm thinking like, fuck, let's smoke mine next because I want to get through your average weed first so we can sit here and enjoy this exclusive um fucking boutique style weed and and what i think the industry is going to really start turning towards is more small batch grows more boutique style grows to where craft weed exactly so it's not going to be a whole bunch put out there in the market so you don't have to worry about your product getting diluted and the market being too saturated with your product or People trying to fucking duplicate your product. But they're going to be able to charge more off of that, too, just because it is more hands-on-ish. It's not like you're, you're getting a burger from the house. You're not getting a burger from somebody at a quote-unquote McDonald's, you know. So you're willing to pay a little bit more just for the quality, for the quality of it and the fact that you know that, that it's 100% organic. You don't have to worry about PGRs or fucking smoking. What's a PGR for people that don't know? PGR, honestly, is just like, it's a it's an unnatural hardener um, that you put into uh, the nutrients of the food to essentially, it adds weight. I don't care what nobody says, it adds weight. It fucking takes your fucking 400 gram um, bag and it gets you to the full pound. Um, it makes it look like a fucking baseball and you'll throw it and it'll hit somebody like a baseball. But when you go and you break it up, it almost like fucking explodes in your hand. It's dry. There's not a whole bunch of flavor or taste to it. It looks great. But when you get into the nitty gritty of the flower and what you want to see, the breakdown of it, the smell of it, yeah. it's not really there. It kind of just really hollows it out. It's like a it's like a steroid. Have you ever played weed baseball? Um, yeah, I've, 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 I've played wee baseball before. Um, I've never been a pitcher. I'm usually the batter. Um, I like rolling fat Louisville slugger type blunts out of my, um, out of my backwoods. So 
I'm like the I'm like the Mike Trout of the game right now. I you know, you're gonna say the Babe Ruth. I'm like nah, the nah, 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 That's Babe. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 leave Babe. Some someone in the in the 60s or the 70s during Woodstock, they could be the Babe Ruth. I'll I'll, I'll be Mike Trout right now or fucking Mookie Betts. How about that? You know. Right. And so. Um, so that's interesting. So what you're saying is, is that in the capitalist system in America, we're even starting to see class divides in the types of weed. A million thousand. Now let me ask you this, and let's get real. What would Bob Marley, what do you think Bob Marley would think about the cannabis industry in the United States right now? Should be free. Should be free. Because I re- Should be free. Listen, man, let me tell you something. There was a time in the United States where they thought that if you allow people to smoke weed, they'd become communists. <laughs> because it was like, feel good, and you started to realize, I don't need to stress about all this shit. Hey, why? And dude, I, let me tell you something. I had a lot of commie discussions on weed with people where it's like, why are we fighting? Why isn't there enough to go around? Why do we have to have a competition or stress out about anything? I mean, are we losing sort of the rebellious and the revolutionary aspect of weed? Yeah. A a hundred thousand percent. I'd I'd go and guess and say, like, the people... Ooh, solid. Shout out Coco Nugs. But um, I feel like... In the 60s and the 70s and in, in, in the Woodstock era and in the era of the sexual revolution, in the era of, like, the drug revolution, um, I feel like a lot of those people for sure were the first to do it. I feel like they were martyrs. I feel like they were martyrs in a sense of they knew that they were going to get, quote-unquote, killed by the government. Not physically, but like the media and them, they were going to portray them as as one thing, even though internally and what they were doing and what we know now is they were really trying to catch us all up to speed 30, 40 years ago, as opposed to having to wait 30, 40 years now. And we have people who are doing decades in jail over fucking nothing. And now we're trying to make it right. And it's it's weird because there's a lot of people who are in jail that look like myself and then I look and I come to these these big grow establishments and a lot of the people that I've met are people that are coming from different sectors of work a lot of people who are coming from um, financing a lot of private business people people that just look at numbers and they see how crazy it's going in California and how quick they could turn that profit but they're taking away from like just the culture of what weed is it's not just getting high and fucking sitting in a van or or eating cheetos and some shit like this is like this is a whole lifestyle you know what i mean like music wouldn't be what it is without marijuana you know like artists whether they're they're fucking painters the bible dude like this shit would not have happened without the influence of, of, of marijuana. So it's just, I feel like we're, it's becoming more like commercialized, which is cool. We want it to get there, but we don't want to lose the integrity of it at the same time. Cause then it just becomes watered down. And then we end up like, at least for me, I'll end up going back to fucking illegal shops or I'll end up going to buying shit off of my homies just so I can keep the ambiance and nostalgia of that, you know? And it's, 
that they should take some of the taxes that are uh, that are paid uh, on legal weed sales and use part of those taxes to support and help people who were in prison during a time when weed was illegal. Now it's legal. They should be taking all that money and using it to get those people back on their feet, pay back, yeah. pay back what happened. It's mandatory. I feel you always got to pay it forward. There's, there's an owner... It's called California Cannabis, um, and the owner of it is is an African American man named um, Virgil Grant, and he spent over a decade in prison over the same shit that he's now a owner and a founder of. You know, like he owns multiple shit in California. He's opening up a spot in Oklahoma, so it's it's great to see somebody who was on the wrong side of weed to see him on the right side now because that's those are the people that I feel like need to have more of a voice because they they really know what it's like to be an advocate in for some it. ways in some ways I feel like they should have like a share of, of the communal profits like it doesn't have to be a, a like a, a, a we could split it it's up like pay it back yeah. pay it yeah. back yeah. You, you fucked us you they're, fucked us not right. just that but their work that they did paved the way these shops like this for people that don't even like when when people talk like rappers I hear this a lot with younger artists who come out older artists want them to know the history they want them to know who came before them who paved the way for you to act the way you act right now say what you want to say dress how you want to dress I feel like that should be something that should be like in in, in the marijuana industry because I feel like there's a lot of people that get the notoriety and the fame right now, but they weren't really there in the trenches when it wasn't cool to be an owner of a marijuana company or it wasn't cool to walk around with red eyes smoking joints or blunts. People weren't so quick to come up on you with a camera. It was cops coming up saying, put your hands behind your back. Let's go ahead and search your car. So it's like we, we... there needs to be something. I don't know if it's a YouTube page or a, a Facebook page that, like, just if there needs to be like a marijuana history month. I don't know, but something so people just, you know, just understand and be able to pay homage to like where it all started. Because there's people who, where it started, they're in prison right now and they're not going to get out for a while. So they're sitting back thinking, damn, this should be me right here. And they don't get that opportunity. So we should, you know, there should there should be something. I don't I don't know. I'm not a mathematician or a statistician. I don't balance books, but I do know what's right. I like your stance. Like they should write their wrongs, you know, so. All right. Let's. Uh... All right. So you finally had the vegan taco, ma'am. The meat, not only is it flavorable, but it's got a little bit of a crisp on it. And it's a little spicy. Just a, not a hint, a little hint of heat. And they put like a full avocado slice on there. Fan-fucking-tastic. You better, you know what? People better not eat that taco because it's going fl- to fucking, it's going to trip them out. Again, I am going to tell you guys that... Um, that uh, yeah, that is exactly right, bro. Everybody, the, uh, just so listening, we all just lost our focus because of a certain uh, uh, lady. This beautiful rear beautiful, end is wrong. Uh, oh, unbelievable. God, God. Anyways, I was gonna say the tacos 
at Esteban Oreos taco truck are honestly Fantastic. top two, three taco I ever had. Top you know two what? Three. You better not come down here and try to eat any of these. I'm not kidding you, man. You're going to get fucking sprung. You're going to get stuck. You're going to lose your life. All right, ladies. Thanks, ladies. Awesome. Presenting right now. Coconut. And where's coconut? They're uh, chocolate covered nugs. Uh, so it's 100 milligram edibles, 10 milligrams each nug. Yeah, and today we're going to be giving out ice cream. It's vanilla and cookies and cream with any purchase of coconuts. These don't have THC, but we do sell them with THC inside this shop. I mean, do you guys a fan of the THC ones that are sold of inside course. the shop? Yeah. Any night that I really want to get faded, that's the perfect thing to take for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on the Hard Luck Show, you heard her. You heard it here first. A woman who's very serious about getting faded. She doesn't fuck around with that shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what? This is right. for the Hard Luck Show, the podcast. Oh, so nice. give us your name so that you can shout out. Coconut. So my name's Amelia. Amelia One Love on Instagram. Okay, and I'm Astrid Astrid underscore Cardenas in Instagram. Make sure you guys check out Coco Nuts. Coco Nuts. Yeah, you heard it from the ladies yeah. themselves on the Hard Luck Show. Man, I smell some uh, Somebody smoking some cannabis sativa. <laughs> that, that got Esteban's attention. Yeah. Esteban is taking in the aroma. Does it? It smells great. Esteban. All of a sudden, Esteban wants some more tacos. That's just from the bottom of some fucking. This motherfucker has a weed. Right there. Boy, he has a weed. It's a whole thing. Now, now the guy that has the weed is being talked to by a kind of out of shape, out of shape security guard who's got his mask backwards. Let's work He's trying to give him a hard time. See if you can get in there, Sean, and hear what's going on. That doesn't even make sense. Well, yeah. No, because it's like having an open container of alcohol. That's the way that PD considers it. Yeah, that's so what we can't give you a DUI for driving. Yeah, they can't. They can give you a DUI for that. Yeah, they can give you a weed DUI. Yes, they can. They do it all the time. They have undercovers posted up out here. Yeah, yeah, they can. You're incorrect. Are you? Need to look that up. No, I didn't. They cannot give you a DUI. All right, just go to shy. This does not impair your fucking judgment like alcohol. No, no, I'm not believing you. Let's Google. Let's go ahead and Google that. Let's go ahead and Google that. The guy with the fatties. Googling something right now. They're Googling research. I'm an attorney, actually, but I, I find this. Driving. California. Well, do we have to specify California? Yeah, you do. Because if it's good anywhere, okay, here it says driving in California. Uh, as an attorney. Ten critical things to know after an arrest. So they will arrest you, but they can't prove it. An arrest does not mean conviction. Exactly. I'm an attorney. So who is correct here? Well, they do have uh, tests in the sense of your impairment. 
So if they can prove that you were impaired in driving, then they can convict you. And if they have marijuana that's open in your car, they consider that an open container, just like an open container of alcohol. They could. They okay. could. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. That's not the end of the story, uh, well, Mr. No, Security. I, see, I know, but I see no, 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 cops I'm pull gonna, everybody over all call, the time Cops for. pull people over for anything. But you know see, that. But we see I'm an attorney. Yeah, we see him arrested. Did you pass the bar? <laughs> Sir, I'm just telling you what I see. Is that a yes or He's a no? He's a law enforcement officer. No, I'm not nothing. I'm okay. just telling you what I see. All right, you're not Nothing. All right, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying no, is, is you're right. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm saying you're right. I'm, I'm saying conviction and arrest is not the, the yeah, same they're thing. Full That's of all shit. I'm saying. The city's yeah. full of shit. Yeah. Like and I'm you also said, they saying don't like you. cops pull people over on something called probable cause yes. or reasonable suspicion. Yes. And, yeah. and so you can't have an open container, but that doesn't mean yes. that you actually smoked it yep. and they got to prove you that. And I know plenty of attorneys who make a bank proving that the state can't prove it. But and it's beyond a reasonable yeah, doubt. But you, you know you know every city wants to shut this down. Uh no, I don't know that. I don't know yeah. every city wants to has ruled that fucking marijuana is fucking legal for fucking uh what is it? Uh it's recreational use over the age of fucking yeah, 18. It's, it's ruled it's legal, but they still do not like and it. Federally, it's going federally legal right now too, I heard. It is federally going legal and obviously there are some I'm gonna people let, I'm going to let that car into that black Anyway, uh, you heard it here first. Legal yeah. research, the parking lot, lemonade. Don't listen to police, period. I mean, that guy's that. not even a police. I know. He said, he got, I'm, I, he hey, said I'm nothing. He got three Glock clips. Oh, he does. And the Glock. So, therefore, he is something. Yeah. He has three full clips. Yeah. That makes him something to me. So, what did you hear? Nothing. Just tell me this, sir. Why at every dispensary have cookies, all them? The city is trying to shut us down. Because the city's a fucking asshole. So that's why. They're trying to infringe on our rights. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. Let, let me put you. The gentleman asked me a question. So, first I will say this. What do you consider to be the city? Because the city is two things. Sometimes there's individuals that work within the city that don't like something because they're corrupt. Or the actual city itself. Itself. If a law has been passed, that means that the democratic process has happened, and you can have city officials be mad about it. You got plenty of DAs that try to convict people of shit that ultimately gets overturned by the Supreme Court because it doesn't follow the law. So when you say the city, I'm saying maybe there are individuals who don't like it, but I'm telling you right now, if the law has been passed and they can tax it, the city will take it on. Now, in the same way they do with alcohol, in the same way they've done with strippers. And, and, all, and what they love to do is showing that people that are, are on our property doing it, and that's what they use to promote, like, why it shouldn't be in their city. I understand what you're saying. You're saying, like, he's saying, what he's saying is, is that in terms of a PR move right now, they want to show that it's not controlled and it's out of control, but... That's treason. No, but that's true. I'm just telling you what they do. I'm not... He's trying, he's trying to argue, but I'm, I'm not... I'm, I'm the majority party that the only one that suffers from this is the owner that gets fined. Our yes. owner gets fined for it. I, I understand. Yeah, we understand. Yeah, yeah. You work okay. with the owner. I get that. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm but just I'm saying. Also saying those are all bullshit. Laws. Okay, but but so you do agree <laughs> that people get marijuana DUIs, right? They can. Yeah, they and can. they do get pulled over if they have open containers of weed. I don't think anyone's ever been convicted in the state of California yes, they for have. DUI for marijuana. They have. Nope. This hasn't is happened. Be a hard luck show. Hard luck show exclusive. I'm gonna look it up for sure. I'm gonna yeah. pull it on Westlaw, and I will see if there's ever been a conviction. Yep. 
How can I hit you up? Because they cannot a... prove that they impaired you. You know why? Because those same people, right those same people that come right back, those same people that got arrested come back and they say How they got can I convicted. Hit you up on Instagram with the answer. Later, Ninja. Later, Ninja. That's me. Just how it's spelled. Just how it's spelled. It was a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. You got it. We love it. A lot yeah. Of yeah. That was great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like without. We got a roll. Uh, yeah, but I got a wrong. I got a wrong thing. Hey, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we didn't get to do it the way we said. But I'm glad that you guys kept an open mind and that we made this work. Like oh, we always do, bro. This is better. This is better. And I know they have a lot of work on this, but hopefully it'll be good, bro. I think it was good. It was taking us out of our element and giving no, them a new I show. Think this is fucking fantastic. Just to have an, a weed argument in the parking lot was worth it. You got any shots out? Watching Sean Incognito try to record it by putting the, sh the microphone over his shoulder. Yeah, I knew it was Shout out to Esteban Oriol, Taco Truck. Esteban Oriol, follow Esteban Oriol, Taco Truck. Where can they go? OGTacos.com if you want to find out where they're going to be at, right? Facebook, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and then uh, Esteban Oriol starting his own platform called Facegram. Yep. Right? It's a new shit, yeah. New shit. yeah I'm going to be selling NFTs on there <laughs> for $10 million each. Yeah. I got uh, 5,000 of them ready to go out, so <laughs> you do the math. math. Yeah, 5,000 times $10 million. <laughs> Holla at your boy. He'll be on Mars. Hit me on the DM. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to do this shit. Yeah. LA Original Tacos on Mars. It's going to be out of a <laughs> private jet. So we ain't fucking around. That's right. Love it. We out of here. Like we do. A oh, I was going to say, and look out for the sauna and uh, ice bath show coming soon with Manny Jimenez. Yep. And uh, Zoe. Zoe. Hey, what's check your out Zoe's YouTube. Uh, Zoe Loke with two L's. Zoe Loke with two L's. His review show. Underscore L-L-O-W-K. All right. And don't, and also check out Lemonade Van Eyes with two N's. Lemonade with two N's. So we work Shout out to Cookies, Burner, and Steve LaBelle. Congratulations. Like we do about this time, we're out of here from the Hard Luck Show. Adios, amigos. <laughs>